super fun meal. Welcome to Super Fun Meal, a buffet of pop culture, life, and brotherhood. I'm your host, Eric Tyler, along with Adam Wade. So, Adam, uh, as always, what's on the menu? As always, we're going to talk about, you know, what's going on in our lives, uh, some of the things that are happening, um, some... It's getting to be holiday time, Eric. Oh, yeah, I can feel it. um, We'll be talking about some holiday memories. Um, and speaking of the holidays, the end of the year fast approacheth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that we've got, you know, there's no, no secret that, that uh, we're both heavily into video games. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to be talking about a very interesting debate uh, where um, uh, one of our favorite companies may be competing against itself <laughs> yeah. uh, for a game of the year. And I think we're actually going to have some interesting so- – we're going to take interesting sides up in that, Eric, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever else comes to mind, that's how we like to do on here. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and for those of you who may not, who may not know – uh, me and Adam used to do a podcast called Co-op, uh, which was on a YouTube channel that we both ran. And uh, we used to talk about video games a heck of a lot. And so we'll kind of be injecting well, a little bit. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like we used to talk about video games a hell of a lot. And now oh, yeah. we're just going to talk about video yeah. games a heck of a lot. Yeah. I mean, the heck of a lot's part of that, that pop culture life and brotherhood. So. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. So you were talking about the holidays, Adam, and I know this uh, this particular holiday season is one of your favorites. So why don't you uh, talk about some of the things that make this holiday season one of your favorites? <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I, I think you're hard pressed to find anybody that hates Christmas, right? Uh, oh, yeah. It's just a, a great, great feeling. Um, you. you I'm, I may be in the minority here. I actually like Christmas Eve more than I like Christmas. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons behind that is that the whole season feels just like super special, right? Like right past Thanksgiving because the people have got to have their Thanksgiving, Eric. They've got to eat their turkey. I would start this after Halloween, but I can't. Okay. Society okay. won't let me. But um, so between Thanksgiving – and Christmas itself, really, I guess, New Year's. Um, it's just a special time of year, and I think everybody's just a little bit more decent to each other. And um, I that sounds hokey, but that's like I can feel that. And I like walking around. I like the cold. I like that feeling. Um, I, I've always uh, really, really enjoyed Christmas time. Uh, I think they, they wrote a song about this, but Christmas time in the city um, is not that it's not important in the country, but in the city, you, you're just kind of constantly reminded of it. And, you know, we've got the, the ice skating rinks opening up and we've got the big tree downtown and um, even the stoplights blink bright red and green. Um, 
and it's just uh, it's just a it's just special time. Um, I uh, I'm a sucker for it, and I'm a sucker for very little in my life, and so <laughs> I do try to hold on to this the one moment Adam has a soul every year. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just, it's special. I, uh, I love, I love picking things out for people. Um, I, I, that is not really a chore for me. I just, I, you and know, go ahead. No, uh, to, to build on what you, what you said about picking out stuff for people, do you really get that when you get older? Um, like when you actually have money to do good things with instead right. of, you know, buying action figures and Pokemon <laughs> cards, you, you know, you you soon realize that sometimes the greatest feeling in the world is getting something that someone's going to look at and go, oh, my God. And that's rewarding in itself. You're absolutely right. And I mean, we're talking about the cold, too. And, and I feel that as well. Like there's something energizing about the cold. And it's like spring is my favorite season by far but like the cold whenever it comes and sets in it's a totally different feeling and i feel like it's almost invigorating uh especially around whenever it gets december you know and everybody's got that kind of holiday rush going on you're kind of looking forward to things and it's like it's like you walk out into a reminder that Mm -hmm. it's that it's that season exactly yeah and yeah, I th- exactly. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And and you know we talk about favorite holidays, and I know that Halloween's your favorite holiday. And and oh yeah, and I, I I totally get that. And I like all the holidays, but I think that there's a reason they call it the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And that is because the, that's it's 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 a lot more than a day. And mm-hmm. I think that Christmas Day is great and it's fantastic. And and but in a lot of ways, I kind of like the build up more. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of like at Christmas, it's like, well, here you go. It was Christmas. <laughs> but like beforehand and like you're, you're wondering how these people are going to react to all my gifts that I've got them. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know about you, but I do this thing that infuriates um, my significant other. And that is I like to just walk in a store mm-hmm. and try to find a gift. I just let the gift find me. I I don't I I it's very hard it's very rare for me to be like oh I gotta get this person this um and sometimes that means that I can be in a store for a great number of hours and be like well nothing spoke to me I didn't get anything because I'm not getting something just to get something I'm I'm trying right. to find something that connects me and there's times where like you and I know each other very well and so I'll know some things that I definitely want to get you but still sometimes these things. Um, I, I seek these things. They seek me out. It almost seems like, and, uh, it actually happened with the present for you a couple days ago. So, yeah. And for those of of you who don't know, I don't know if it gave it away with the tagline brotherhood, uh, me and Adam are indeed brothers. So, uh, there you go. The secret's out, Adam. It is all over town. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think that, uh, sometimes I'm out, you know, and about. And uh, I'll find something. I'm just like, well, this is perfect, you know. And and I think that like online shopping takes away some of that. Um, but I think you can still kind of b- peruse oh, yeah. online. Yeah, you can peruse online, <laughs> and you can find some good gifts. Blew out the mic um, there on that one. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You can find uh, some good gifts online, uh, definitely. And I know I do a lot of my shopping through uh, a particular. 
online retailer, which uh, begins with A, uh, simply because they just have a lot of stuff. <laughs> simply and, because uh, they have everything in the known universe. Yeah, they have ev- they have everything known to the human race. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think a lot of of the holiday is, I mean, like, and not to put, you know, and I know you don't feel this way either, but not to put sort of a uh, material value on that feeling that you get. Uh, but it's certainly something that I think contributes to the holiday season. Absolutely, you know, and that. and I, I like giving gifts. I'm not I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and yeah, that that puts a material thing on there, but it doesn't have to. I know plenty of people that make gifts uh, that are oh, yeah. amazing, a lot better than anything I've ever given. I'm well, sure. Yeah, you, um, I mean, that's an interesting point too. I mean, like homemade gifts are are brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's from the heart, you know. And so it's interesting we should talk about online and, and how that's kind of taken over. And, I, you know, I'm not one of these people, Eric. You, you know this well because I've, I've, I've shouted you down several times. I'm not one of these people that sort of like reminisces about the old times. I think that the old times were great, but I f- also feel like that the new times are, are fine too. And – Certainly. And that, that things don't get worse, they just change. And maybe you don't change, and maybe that's mm-hmm. why you think it's a little – but there's nothing wrong with online. It's amazing. I can get people exactly what I want to get them, and I don't have to worry about driving for three hours or waiting for two months for it to come. Sure. And, um, <clears throat> you know, one of the – when I was a kid, um, it was catalogs. That was what oh, was yeah. big uh, instead of online. That was kind of it's the same concept, really. It's just slower, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like we we talk about catalogs, and I know you've brought this up to me in, in uh, private talk uh, before, but stuff like the Toys R Us catalog, like in the '90s, you get these giant. <laughs> oh yeah, like there could be some people out there by chance listening that are younger than us. Oh my god, I I that's. Catalogs hard are to, like magazines. Hard to accept. Magazines are like the internet. <laughs> These catalogs were like the uh, the clickbait ads of our child. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, the one that, that that comes to mind for me, um, even more so than the Toys R Us ad, is the uh, Sears Wish Book. Oh yeah. And I guess Sears is all but gone now. <laughs> I was going to say, how about you explain Sears to the people at home? <laughs> okay, so I feel like Sears, like maybe they didn't invent it. I I don't I don't have all of the um, the uh, data in front of me or anything like that. Um, but this is just off the cuff Sears, so don't like tweet at us or something. Um, <laughs> but Sears maybe didn't invent mail order, but they certainly popularized it and uh basically uh people were living in more and more rural areas as america became america and kind of uh hit its stride in the early 20th century mm-hmm. and um people it, it, they were far further away from city centers and so it was hard for them to order things and they came up with this catalog the Sears Roadbook catalog and it was a it, it contained at the beginning like everything like you could buy a house in there oh, yeah. um and and everything f- all in the way down to toys and everything else and so sort of in more modern times um when i was growing up they would send out the Sears wish book and uh, it would come 
I don't know, around Halloween to early November-ish. And um, you got that in the mail. That was kind of like the kickoff as I for me as a kid to Christmas time because I knew that, like, I got to see what all the, the, the new toys were and all the new stuff that was coming out that maybe we didn't get in my town. Yeah. And, um, and that was kind of like, like now I feel like, you know, about a toy or any product months before it actually comes out. And when I was a kid, you just walked in the store and you're like, what the hell? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, and it was just like, it, it, it had a different, um, feel to it. And the, the catalogs were kind of your first way to see, okay, here's the new wave of, of crap they've come up with for me to want for Christmas every year. And, uh, that was a big deal. That was a really big deal as a kid. So, so Adam, to, to build off of this, I did a little research when mm-hmm. you were talking there, the Sears Christmas book debuted in 1933 and they actually brought it back for this year digitally. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say there's no and, way they're no, 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 no. It says, and I and I and I quote: "Although Sears' best customers will also get a limited edition copy in the mail." Oh, the retailer said, "From drains to drills to dresses, from tools to TVs to tablets, we've got your back. We know the holiday hustle is on, and we've got you covered with the wish book." So evidently they uh, have listened to the calls of yore and have brought back that Sears wish book. Well, you know, everybody's catering to our generations, Eric. Yeah, uh, damn it. Because we're growing up and we've got disposable income now. Um, Some of us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so that's like a big deal. But, you know, whether it's the Sears catalog or Amazon or, or whatever it is, um. It's just a different way to buy stuff. Like I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm vehemently uh, against this notion of the grass being greener. I just, I feel like it's, it's where we're at now, kids, and that's just the way it is, and that's just, just deal, right? Like, um, I mean, yeah. So well, anyway, um, no, sorry, my significant other, and this may not make the cut. Just sent me a message which had a typo. It said, "What Bon Ross shirt do you have?" <laughs> bon Ross. Bob Ross. Well, yeah, yeah. Bob, bon Ross. Let <laughs> there be paint. Okay. Yes, it's it's an amalgamation of Bon Scott and Bob Ross, which I would very much like to see. Oh, I'd love I'd love to see that. Yeah. But no, yeah, I I remember uh, distinctly the uh, Toys R Us catalogs as a kid and. Um, seeing all these like Fisher Price castles and shit, which I I did get one one year, and it was amazing. It had like a a cannon in the front of it and everything. And God, I remember that very I, well. I kept them with me at all times. Yeah. I would I would take them back to my room, and that's what I would I would read it at night and dream about what mm-hmm. I was gonna get for Christmas. And um, it was a big deal. It was like way bigger. I think that it should have been maybe I was way into that, but then I grew up and I I talked to other people and they were all said the same thing. So, well, I mean like you would circle stuff that you wanted with a pen or a Sharpie, you know, and be like, well, this is, then you would look through and be like, yep, I circled that and that and that. And like, you'd narrow it down. Yeah. You're weeding it out. It's good times, man. It's good times. And Chris, Christmas has just got a season to it. And, and it's, it's unique. And smell. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The pine trees and the mm-hmm. peppermint and I mean, uh, like we have a at, at my house, we have a, a wood burning stove. Oh, and that's uh, and totally you grew up it. in this house that I'm in yeah. right now. And so, I mean, whenever I mean, we don't have central heating in here, so our heating is dependent entirely on that wood burning stove. And so, when the season comes around, when it starts getting cold, uh, you know, that wood burning stove's going, and it smells real good. So. That's another thing I remember is, is distinct smells of the season. Yeah. And, you know, I remember growing up and it's not like we grew up in the frontier or anything, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of, I kind of like, you know, when it was, when it was cold outside, it was, when it was wintertime, it was a little cooler in the house. Mm-hmm. When it was Definitely s- colder right now in my room, <laughs> which I'm recording in right now. Um, and, and when it was summer, it was a little hotter and, and you just kind of cope and deal. Right. And, um, it made us tougher, Adam. (laughs) Something. I'm glad something did. Those, those jeans got iron bars on them now. Yeah. Rough skins. Yeah. Um, swimming pools. (laughs) I don't, we, we got off on a real weird tangent here. Um, did I, I can't, I I can't believe we didn't call this. We got off on a weird tangent. Oh yeah, because oh, that's my all God. we do. Weird tangents, probably a great name. Yeah, welcome into Weird Tangent. I'm your host. You Adam. won't be disappointed if you were drawn in by the name. Yes, I hope you like going off into bizarre directions <laughs> at every whim. Do you like Grandpa Munster? Well, have we got a show for you? Oh, indeed. So I believe that you were getting ready to segue me into something. Yes, Adam, I think I was. Uh, we both are a bit of Nintendo boys. Yes, say yes, and uh, we video game good... boys. But the... oh yeah, we're video game boys, tried and true. But we've both been very adamant about Nintendo's latest system, the Switch. Oh yes, and we were treated earlier this year in March to Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Ooh, Legend of Zelda: Breath me. of the Wild. And then uh, recently in October, we were treated to another feast of Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. (laughs) We need to talk about this, Adam, because both of these games are revolutionary. We haven't played a game like this in a long time. It's very true. I mean, when Zelda came out, everybody was like, oh, game of the year automatically. And then Mario came along and said, it's a me. Yeah, I uh, even in um, so recently the... uh, they Zelda won the golden joystick for game of the year. And in their acceptance speech, they said, well, we just like to thank Mario for coming out so late in the voting season. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it is weird. And I think that recency plays a big effect um, Mm -hmm. in a lot of the game of the year stuff. So the fact that we're even talking about a release in March shows you the the weight that Zelda hit with. Oh yeah, definitely. And um it's it's very strange, but I don't I can't really think I know Destiny 2 came out and that was big. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's this big. No. And I know that PUBG is a big deal, but I really don't know like it's not even out yet really truly out yet. Um, and so, don't really think it's in the same scope. To give you an idea, I've looked up the sales for both of these games. I've actually got the top sales of Nintendo Switch games. 
Oh. Uh, and so uh, Breath of the Wild came out March 3rd uh, worldwide, and it sold 4.7 million copies. On the, right on the Switch alone. On the Switch alone. And people were still buying it on the Wii U. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which was ungodly. Uh, it was it was uh, Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U was ungodly, but Deluxe just really fixed a lot of problems. Uh, that's a whole other story entirely. 4.42 million. Splatoon 2, 3.61 million. Super Mario Odyssey, 2 million. Already. So already 2 million. I mean, Breath of the Wild has had since March, and Mario Odyssey has only had like... A month, not yeah. even a month, and it's yeah. already sold two million copies. Um, that should tell you just how incredible this game is. One two switch, one point three seven million <laughs> somehow outselling Arms, Arms. only probably because <laughs> one two oh. switch. Oh. I know Arms June sixteenth. Oh. Uh, one two switch was March third. Well, yeah, uh, everybody the bought of the switch. Everybody, so. if if everybody wanted a second game, they basically got oh yeah, one, two switch. Yeah, you which is what I switch. did. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't actually have that. Yeah, you you dodged that bullet. There you go. You have the sales figures there. I mean, obviously, uh, Mario Odyssey is really performing well. Uh, in less than two months, it's worldwide got two million copies sold. With basically. Four point seven. Basically, if you have a, a Switch and you don't have Mario Odyssey, I don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> at this point, right? Like, I mean, I, okay, so Adam, you're waiting on Santa Claus. Okay, that's one thing. Ho, but ho. Uh, you got to get this game, kids. I don't care. Like, I understand maybe you didn't get Zelda because maybe you played it on the Wii U, but um, and there's really nothing all that different about it. Uh, but there's no. There's no going back with Mario Odyssey, kids. That is um, maybe the best 3D Mario game of all time. I would argue that. And and uh, I think that Nintendo has produced two of the finest games that Nintendo's ever made. And they came out within like nine months of each other. And Indeed. that is crazy. I mean, and I'm not going to get on a tangent, don't worry, but Splatoon 2, Splatoon's one of my favorite Nintendo franchises of all time, and it was just goddamn amazing. It truly was, and a lot of people, including myself, was kind of expecting it to be like Splatoon 1.5, and yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. I've played to hell. I've I've almost played more Splatoon 2 than, than Breath of the Wild, if that tells you anything. I mean, so. I think that when you look at the, the Switch's performance yeah. from launch to right now... I don't know what else you want. I mean, mm. I want a new Metroid, and I want Pokemon, and I want Animal Crossing, and I want all these things. But you got to understand that Nintendo has launched their two flagship titles, maybe the best games of both of those flagship titles. They've done a completely revamped Mario Kart. They've released a sequel to Splatoon. They've come up with a new IP in, in ARMS. Mm-hmm. They have... Uh, Lit the indie scene on fire. the The amount of indie content that you can you know, get on the store is incredible. You make, good, you make a really good point because I mean, there there's there's more and more of those indie developers saying, "Yes, I want this game on Switch." Yeah, so. and, and 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 just the the Switch itself is just mm-hmm. an incredible system. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, I'm, we're not even talking about why we love the system. This yeah, is like, <laughs> I mean, like there's many multitudes of reasons why I love it, but. So anyway, I it, I guess it all comes back to this idea of 
what's the game of the year. And I think that it really does have to either be Mario Odyssey or, or it has to be uh, Breath of the Wild. And uh, for me, uh, this is this is. I feel like we're gonna switch here. I not to give anything away. Switch, ha! See what I did there. Um, uh, oh, ready, boy. Um, I, I feel like that historically, I certainly have liked Mario as my main Nintendo franchise. Nothing wrong with Zelda. And and you have liked Zelda as your main Nintendo franchise. Nothing wrong with mm-hmm. Mario. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you that the game of the year is Breath of the Wild. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And the reason that I feel that way is um, Mario Odyssey. Like, I, I, It feels so awkward to talk about this because anytime you do a comparison, it's like I'm cutting on one of the fa- my best favorite – my favoritist game – uh, that I've ever played in Super Mario Odyssey, and there's like not shit wrong with this game. Um, but I, um, Mario Odyssey felt like the perfection of Mario 3D. Um, it felt like uh, everything I've ever wanted. They, they go to all, all these new places, they do all these new things. Uh, I feel like with the capture mechanic, that means that there's like 50 playable characters uh, in this game in a, in a sort of weird way because they all function different. And once you capture somebody mm-hmm. um, and you kind of take over that person, a Goomba controls differently than a fire brother that controls differently than. And can we, can we also just quickly say if you haven't played it, we may, we may spoil a little. Yeah, but I don't really know if if I mean it captures in the commercials. Like, no, 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 no. Not saying yeah, that, but like yeah. if we get into something, I want to cover our asses. Like, right? You know, yeah, spoiler alert: ruin the ending of the game for you. But I'm, we, we I might will actually, be talking about these. Yeah. I may actually talk That's about true. the ending of these. So, games. spoiler alert: you've been warned. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> and so Mario does all these things amazing, um, and it's the perfection of something. Um. I feel like Zelda Breath of the Wild was a wholly new experience. Um, It played unlike anything that I've ever really played. And I know Skyrim and I know all these open world games, but nobody's ever come at it from this uh, angle uh, and from this just especially for it to not be a new IP. For Nintendo to take one of their absolute most treasured franchises and just throw literally every single thing out and start from scratch and just sort of the balls of that, um, I think, should be rewarded. And and I think that um, in a lot of ways, maybe Mario Odyssey is a more perfect game, but um, Breath of the Wild is uh, a, a totally new experience. It's a game that I had fun just walking around in. And I can't tell you that I've had that experience in a lot of other stuff. Um, and it felt like every time I played it, I saw something new. And I would do stuff that like people do in real life, I was doing in this video game. And so like in GTA or whatever, for instance, I'm walking, running down a road, and that's cool because I see these buildings that I've never seen before. And I love GTA, especially GTA Five. Uh, but like, there's nothing sort of unexpected. There's nothing just sort of just 
just crazy. Like, like I just, I, it brought me back to this just sort of elemental feeling when I played Breath of the Wild that I've never had playing any other video game where I would be walking around and just looking at the grass and, and I'd, I'd like find a, uh, creek and I would wonder where the creek went. And I would spend like an hour just following this creek until I got to this big lake and there were new things to discover in this lake. And and like I would just go on these like almost field trips in this game and just get completely lost. And I would like it would just sort of hit me um, that, hey, you're playing a video game because it just felt like I was just exploring nature and it just it worked on such a profound level um that you know it, it just i can't imagine anything being game of the year over it i think that that's not really mario's fault but um I, it was just it was a Zelda, mario's a, a a damn near perfect game and I will also say that the ending of Mario is better than the ending of, of Breath of the Wild. Um, but but Mario is almost a perfect game. But like, God, it seems so just so hyperbolous, I guess, to, to say this. But Zelda almost tr- transcended game into experience for me. And that was really weird and amazing at the same time and i was just happy to like be a part of it to be like yeah no i was out when this style of game was born because that's kind of the way it felt like for me uh and so anyway there's my case for for breath of the wild okay uh, i was gonna i was just gonna let you talk there and get it all <laughs> just talk for the next 35 minutes no 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 that's the way it should be but like um, but like just the experience of just climbing a tree and i i don't know it was so unique eric you know, um, okay, I'll make I'll make my case. Uh, oh boy, this is rough. Um, <laughs> sorry I, to set you up. No, no, no. I, you made some really good points, and you brought up some points that I will definitely come back to. Um, I have always been a pretty diehard Zelda fan. Uh, I just, Ocarina of Time changed my life. I'm not going to be uh, all. Uh, crazy about it uh i grew up primarily with the super nintendo uh, i was born in 89 so i kind of got in on the nes but i remember the snes a lot better but the n64 is what really changed me and uh so that's when i became a zelda fan but i will say that i after playing through and beating these games and, and playing them for countless hours now um i am gonna go with mama mia mario um, this is, I, I will say right now that both games are damn near perfect in my eyes. Um, when Zelda came out, uh, I, it, it completely changed my view on Zelda. I was used to a linear experience, which I know you have talked about before is that one of your, your main criticisms, which is well-founded is that Zelda had a very linear feel to it and that you had to go <clears throat> certain places, do certain things and, uh, that led to you going to the next place and doing certain things that were predetermined. And with Breath of the Wild, they turned that formulaic uh, gameplay upside down and basically said, look, you can go anywhere and do anything, even if it means that 
uh, possibly you're underpowered. And that was one of the first things I realized about Zelda was that I got my ass handed to me, and I wasn't used to that in a Zelda game. Big time. Which which is something that really uh, shocked me. And, you know, it, it gets easier as, as time goes on, and you learn the mechanics of the game, and you get stronger. But there were some fights early on where I took them on, and I wasn't ready. Um, and like you had said, like there were times in the game where I just kind of stepped back and just enjoyed the rain or, Oh my God, the rain in that game. Um, and you were absolutely right. And that it pushed every single boundary, uh, that that game had been founded on. And it is indeed a very unique experience that you cannot experience in any other Zelda game, not putting them down. I love them. But you're absolutely right, and you make a good point. Um, I like I can't fault Zelda either. They even uh, had a lot of costumes and things like that 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 harkened back to the olden days. Very impo- super hard to hundred percent, and I think it is. It is, um, and and so like there's still stuff out there, and of course DLCs being added, and mm-hmm. um, I mean like I don't I don't know about you. I've I've I mean like I haven't played it in a while. Uh, there were so many good Switch games coming out that it kind of distracted me from Certainly. it. But at, the, at last count, I think I have like 200 hours into this game. Um, I definitely have experienced it. I definitely have tried everything. I've, I love gliding around. I love every single part of that game. Um, and then Mario came along. And uh, <laughs> I was sort of one of those people like I, 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 I may be alone in this, but I was like, OK, another Mario, whatever. Uh, I wasn't crazy about Galaxy, I'll admit. Um, I haven't been crazy about Mario games in a long time, actually, since, like, Mario 64. We did love 3D um, World. 3D World was great, yeah. yeah. Uh, but me, personally, coming from a background where Mario is is, is cool, but it's not my favorite, um, Mario 64 was the last game that really just, just holy crap, that, 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 that changed my life. And Mario Odyssey is the first Mario game since then that I have felt that same sort of of childlike wonder. And that is what made me love Odyssey so much. Um, and it was immediate. It was immediate when I popped in the game for the first time and I kind of walked around and felt the moves. Like it was like, yeah, this is like Mario 64. You know, it was the thing that I'd, I'd wanted for so long. Um, and I could go into this ad nauseum, but I will say that there is so much charm in this game and so much oh, yeah. that harkens back to that, 19 you know 90s mario 64 um many things many many things so uh, some more obvious than others i i was just smiling the entire time i was playing that the first day i was giddy um and there's so many mechanics in that game like from the switching to 3d to 2d mechanic that just oh, controls yeah. just precisely the way that the nes game controlled um, the music changes to 8-bit. I, I pay a lot of attention to music. I am a music maker, which I don't usually talk about much in podcasts, but I've been making music since I was 15, so about 12 years now. And, like, um, there's so much in that game that just oozes <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah. It oozes yeah. Mario. It, it feels like this definitive Mario experience. Like, everything, the controls are tight. The worlds are well thought out. The music is brilliant. Um, all the unlockables, I, I, I have to say, like, 
and I guess what I should boil this down to is why am I picking Mario over Zelda? And it's probably because <sighs> that's a really good question because you brought up <laughs> some really good fucking points for Zelda being a, a game of the year. And I trust me, I obsessed over Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I love it so much. It's fair to say that these are two uh, of our favorite games of all time for both of us. Yeah, um, this is this is like picking your favorite child. Yeah, it, like to me, like. Um, the reason why I picked Mario over Zelda is because Mario just felt like you brought a part of me back that I thought was gone in gaming. Like it may not be the most innovative like breath of the wild was. And I will give you that all day long. I don't think you're wrong on that. I truly believe that it, it, they pushed the boundaries. Uh, and it was, it was a brilliant experience, but I, I, I just felt like Mario brought out that like eight year old in me again that I haven't seen in 20 years. And I, I, think, I smiled. I laughed. I I mean, like I I kept things in me before you had gotten to the points in the game where I wanted to tell you about. You know? Yeah, because I it was this whole thing, man. I, I I have to say that that is why I'm picking your boy Mario over my boy Link. And, and so that so much. I mean that that tells you that should tell you everything that. You've got somebody that's obsessive over Mario that's saying yeah. that Zelda is the best yeah. game of the year, and somebody obsessive over Zelda that says Mario is the best game of the year. That's how good that these games are. Um, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, um, one of the things with Mario, I think there's two things with Mario that really struck me. Um, one is um, I think that Nintendo has perfected the 3D platformer. I, I feel like that it, this game controls so perfectly um the camera work is so so good in this game and like if i can interject i I played primarily with the pro i that's all i played with actually was the pro controller so I, i played um pro controller and i played um quite a bit actually on uh in handheld mode, <clears throat> excuse me, handheld mode. Handheld mode is not the way to play that game, I don't think. Um, I, I think that you do have to have a pro controller, or I know a lot of people enjoy the the split Joy-Con uh, mm-hmm. thing uh, with it, and mm-hmm. both of those kind of provide uh, the sort of subtle motion control that's in this game. Um, and I found myself using the motion control a lot more than I ever expected to. Um, one of the things that I really liked about the motion control in this was um, the fact that it was it was just more basic. That I'm not doing these like figure eight moves or anything. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. you know when you throw the cap, you can kind of just jerk the controller and it will lock on to whatever is next to it. And that never really felt like a chore. It never like motion control. It gets a lot of shit and it's well-deserved, but when it works, it works just because it feels natural. It feels like the thing that you would do. It, it feels like tilting your controller when you're going around a corner in a racing game for no reason. And you're just doing it. Yeah. Um, and so that that kind of felt like that for me, um, and and just in general, and and the other thing was the aiming. I was I really like I found that, um, and, and what point you take over a tank and you're shooting with the tank, and and to, when you get sort of the the new game plus or so the after game 
uh, of Mario is kind of like the last half of the game, to be honest with you. And so that's also where the difficulty jumps up significantly. Mm-hmm. And um, you, there's these, these very precise things that you have to aim at and shoot. And I actually found myself using the sticks to get really close, but then... I didn't even know I was doing it until I realized it. I was using the motion controls to fine tune it. And um, so that's, that's impressive. Uh, I do feel like that it, it controls maybe better than any platformer has ever controlled. And, and like, if you want to see the difference, go back and play something like Banjo Kazooie. That's really, really damn great and historically significant game. And it's going to, you're just going to be like, what the hell is wrong with this game? Because it's just like that smoothness isn't there. And that, and obviously, you know, time and better systems have helped that. Uh, But um, the other point that I want to make about Mario really quick is that one of the things that you made where you said it came out and you were like, oh, it's just another Mario game. And I feel like that, that may be Mario's biggest strength is that everybody kind of was like, I you remember the hype around Breath of the Wild, right? Oh, like God, yeah. like yeah. like people flooded E3 the each morning to just get in line to play it. Like there was no question uh when it came out that we were looking at a game changer that we were yeah, looking we, at. I mean cuz uh, I know this is what you're going into, but it was so different. It was radically different and a different approach for especially Nintendo to take something that has been formulaic over time and is time tested and just say, you know what, we're, we're doing something different from the, from like the first, in the first 10 minutes of the game, you can go and try to initiate the final boss. You, you're going to get your ass kicked, but, but you can do it. Like, and that's so bizarre and it just works and it makes the world feel lived in. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, my, my point being that, um, we all kind of knew that Zelda was going to be amazing. And I, in my brain, I was like, oh shit, is this thing overhyped? And it lived up to it. And so that was like this, oh shit. Like it's actually everything everyone said it is. Mm-hmm. And with Mario, I was a little worried with Mario for a while. Um, I, it looked good. All the hype out of E3 was really good, uh, but it was I wasn't completely sold on the capture mechanic. I honestly wasn't completely sold on this idea of New Donk City as a level. Agreed. Um, Agreed completely. I wasn't sold on a lot of things, and I was kind of scared. And I was like, mm, this seems like a, a, a misstep. And then it wasn't. Right. And it was like this thing that was like, oh, by the way, you thought this game was going to be kind of boring and weird. But uh, by the way, this is the best Mario game ever, maybe. And I think that kind of just whiplash of having lower expectations and then shooting up to this almost perfection um, benefits Mario a little bit more. Um and and for the for the record, New Donk City may be the best Mario level of all time. That's pretty um, good. <laughs> it's it's right up there. I, what's your favorite? What's your favorite world? Sort of in in Mario, right? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I really like the desert. Oh, yeah. a lot. Um, the- and I also loved. I mean, spoilers here. I loved the uh, the Lost World level 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the island, whatever it was called. I, I'm probably calling it the wrong thing. Um, but I love the aesthetic in that where it looked like everything was made out of this like leather plastic or whatever. Like, um, <laughs> And there were also in the music. I never talked about this because I'm kind of a music nerd. But I feel like there were nods to um, one of the levels in Super Mario 64, uh, the caverns. And I cannot remember the damn names of those right now. Um, but it was the one with the uh, the water strider on the painting uh, or that weird spider thing uh, where they had the rolling boulders and everything. There were a lot of similar cues in the music. Uh, and I feel like that was maybe a nod to that level. But those two in particular kind of stood out to me as, as being very uh, spectacular. Well, I think the point, the good point is that there's not a bad level, right? Like no, they no, all, not. and they're all so different. Um, you've got a level where you're talking to talking fruit and, yeah. and there's, there's food everywhere. And then the next level is like this hyper realistic for Mario forest. And mm-hmm. um, then, oh, that was pretty cool too. Yeah. And then that's the snow kingdom. Um, and then, you know, it, it hits sort of all the Mario tropes, but like, I, I just this like, um, I will, this is, the, ahead, we're sorry. on full on spoiler alert here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil, spoil where the ending is, but sort of the, the Bowser castle level, uh, that has this, um, <laughs> I think I just, I just, uh, got a message there. Sorry about that. Uh, the, I didn't hear it. It went kabang. Uh, somebody's just letting me know, Eric, that they bought an Xbox One X or not X, but S uh, for uh, during Cyber Monday. So that's cool. Oh, okay. Heck of a system. A lot of fun. Um, Doesn't have Mario or Zelda. <laughs> sure don't. It's got my. It, I was getting ready to do a my bim bam goof. I was. I'm going to stop. I was going to say it's got my good friend Master Chief in it, but you can make sure to edit that I was going to say, come on, Adam. We, we got we to create our own uh, backstory here. Um, I've tried very hard not to do this. I know. Anyway, yeah. So uh, We're and, big fans. We're we big are, fans of my Bam Bam. That's, that's, no, that's no secret, no, right? No, I mean, no, like no. we love the McElroys. Who we, doesn't? We love them. And we love the Xbox. And we love, yeah. the, we love PlayStation. And we love them yeah. all. Yeah. There's room at the table for everybody, kids. You're you're the only one that you're screwing when you put down something you don't understand, as a wise poet mm-hmm. once said. Um, the and and it's there's all these creative people, and they're all making great creative stuff. And, and when you got when you got multiple people making great things, that only means good things for you, as but, you've told me in the past. And yes. I didn't understand it as a kid, but I sure as hell understand it now. Because it makes Microsoft try harder. It makes Sony try harder. It makes Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Try harder. It makes all these individual developers try harder, um, and and I think that we've got three unique, amazing systems this generation. Um, that <laughs> maybe Nintendo's had two systems this generation. <laughs> so I love that Switch, though. I do love that Switch. Um, I gotta say, I, I gotta say, I got, I love the, the Xbox Wii One too. forever. I did too. But I got to tell you, the Switch is my favorite console of this generation by far. And I don't have a PS4, <clears throat> so I, I can't speak on its behalf. Uh, but I will tell you that the Switch, for my money, uh, I've had the most enjoyment out of. I love them all, Absolutely. but I'll agree. I, I totally agree. Uh, especially when Hulu came out on the Switch, that was mm-hmm. game changer for me. We need you 
YouTube and Netflix. Don't Desperately, and I think it's coming. I think that Hulu being on there is like, oh, by the way, they've opened that gate yeah. up. So um, it should be any time. But just real quick, my my um, uh, cable is through Hulu, and that, yeah. that works on the Switch. And so I can be watching TV, uh, cable TV, live on my Switch, and uh, my significant other will want to do something else. And I can be watching, like, a, a classic example. I don't want to be stereotypical, but it, I guess stereotypes exist for a reason. I'll be watching college football, and Jen cannot stand college football. And um, I'll, she'll want to do Jen, something. Jen being here. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so um, – I will just walk over to the dock and pick it up, and now I've got this portable TV, mm-hmm. and that's nutty. Yeah, and it just you works. Th- yeah, go to the bathroom. Boom. No, nobody's ever took a switch into a bathroom, Eric. Oh no, they haven't. Who would have ever Absolutely thought to have done not. that? No. Anyway, I think we're getting off on a tangent. Um, I think I think we should probably wrap this up, my boy. I agree, but um, the one thing that I'll say is about a, a million years ago, before I got the, the message that somebody bought, there's a new Xbox in our life, um, is that... Um, who Who is that individual, if you don't mind me asking? Trivia Kim. first name? Trivia Kim. Trivia Kim. Trivia Kim. Hey, how you doing? Trivia Kim. If you, if you ever listen to this, maybe. But uh, you've, you've met her. She's a great, 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 have, great person. Yeah. Great person. Um, Good person. I, I, great person. I can't wait to get her onto Xbox Live. That should be fun. Um, Achievement unlocked. Indeed. So anyway, uh, <laughs> six years ago, I was telling you that the aesthetic of Bowser's Castle, it's got this sort of uh, feudalism, uh, feudalistic sort of Japan look to it. Oh, God, yeah. Hot damn. And then it's good. It's also good. home to my favorite capture uh, in the entire game. And I, Pokey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's probably everybody's favorite capture. Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, um, and not to say like like every capture that you get. Like this is Nintendo. This is what Nintendo does. You'll throw your little living cap, which I was like, holy shit, that's the dumbest thing ever. And now I love it. Um you throw your living cap onto uh, somebody, and like it's that classic Nintendo thing where the contr- it controls differently, but you just sort of inherently understand it. Um, and uh, and and so like, uh, yeah, our little bird friend is 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 a is maybe the most genius idea Nintendo. Wrapped around in in a, a million genius ideas and in, in Odyssey, so indeed. <laughs> but it's good times, my brother, and um, they're they're both just amazing. I can't wait for the Zelda DLC. I, I've been looking for an excuse to play that game again, big time. So, and I also just recently acquired Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah, uh, not very far in it. Uh, the the levels themselves, the worlds, I should say, are, are very long. I'm actually just now through the first world. Um, and that is a hell of a game. Don't sleep on it. Okay. Okay. Because I wanted to, because I hate the rabbits and everybody hates the rabbits. They're the minions of the video game. No, daddy. Adam, I think I'm full from this uh, 
the smorgasbord, this buffet. <laughs> Christmas of pop culture, life, and brotherhood. Christmas video games, man, it didn't get it, any better than that. Let me let me ask you one thing, Adam, before we leave. Yeah, it's a little uh, little dessert. Can you can you sum up in one sentence, mind you? One sentence. Damn. Can you just tell the audience Whoop. how you what what what's your advice right now in one sentence to the audience? Just my advice generally. <laughs> yes. Oh. With what we talked about, like what's your what's one sentence? You have one sentence. I cannot stress that enough. If you go over that, we're just gonna cancel <laughs> the fucking podcast, man. Um buy a switch for you and someone else and give it to them at Christmas. That's a good one. Cause kids, gonna, it's I'm, fun. No, you just did two, Adam. This is my supporting we're, argument. We're canceling those. Number okay. If I had to give one 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 sentence, I will say, just love each other this Christmas season, <laughs> or whatever or comma, or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, so, Adam, thanks for um, making me seem like this corporate shell. I was yeah, like, yeah, fuck. I, was, I was like, make sure you buy a bunch of lifesavers, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, love each other and just be kind. <laughs> Give nature a back rub and yeah, just light a candle. Just kind of zone out a little bit. Read each other a, a few Ooh, passages from your favorite Bible verse. <laughs> just kind of put a, put a little put a little tree right there. That's where he lives in my world. Everybody needs a little friend. And I'm like, oh yeah, come on down to Adam Toyota. <laughs> this has been super fun meal. A buffet of pop culture, life, and brotherhood. As always, I'm Eric Tyler, along with my brother, Adam Wade. So, Adam, what's for dessert? <laughs> <laughs>